Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the responsibility a father has to give sound advice to his children on living a marriage for years to come. And I want to share this quote from Carmen DiLorenzo. He said, son, don't cheat. I've had plenty of opportunities over the years, but it's like this. Why would I go out for a hamburger when I have a steak at home? Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about fathers and the words of wisdom that they have and, and marriage over the years. And before we do that, those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage family, welcome. Yes. We're so excited to have you tuning in for the first time. And for those of you that have been around for a long time, we love knowing that you're tuning in as well. This week's hug is sponsored by Position of the Month Club, and you can check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. Are you tired of trying to start a conversation only to stop three sentences in because your spouse is too busy looking at their cell phone? Are you over waiting for special occasions and date nights that never happen? You want every day to feel special again. Are you craving the fun, sexy times you used to share in the bedroom and you're beginning to wonder where the attraction went? Is it you? Is it them? Position of the Month Club is the only place where you can get fun new ideas, creative tips on building intimacy, and timely resources to help you and your spouse grow closer every single month without the eye roll inducing suggestions you get in magazines. Check it all out now at positionofthemonthclub.com. And just as a heads up on that, that will be opening up soon. So when you go to that page, you're going to be signing up for a wait list. So once we do open that club back up, you can get first dibs and insights on what's all inside. So this week's hug comes from a Facebook message that we received over the weekend. And this writer said, I'm so sorry for your loss and want to thank you for sharing your father's advice. It wasn't until my own father's passing in 2015 that I began to come to terms with my own issues with hamburger and steak. My husband and I had become distant due to our inability to, to do the work and be present in our own marriage. We were failing. Neither of us had dealt with our own childhood issues, which we were both, which both were heavily entwined with our ability to be truly intimate with each other. Both of us had found substitutions for our lack of intimacy within our marriage. In my father's illness and subsequent death, I was able to face those childhood fears straight in the eye, literally. I was able to tell my father that he had scarred me. He had confused my innocent child brain so much that I didn't know how to love or be loved. Just sharing those few words alone was enough to break through my walls. I told him that he should consider himself forgiven and should move on knowing I'd be okay in spite of everything. It was almost another year before I began building up the courage to face the next fear and call out my husband for his transgressions. However, it was my ability to do this with a full and loving heart that got him to immediately seek out help and began his, begin his amazing journey. Then I found your podcast. Mm. What amazing timing that was. I can honestly say we now have an amazingly open, honest, loving, intimate, and genuine relationship. 
thank you for reminding me that I have my father in part to thank for rescuing my marriage. Mm. And now I get a chance to say thank you to you too as well for your courage and support, which held me up through the next steps and still do. Mm. And that, and that comes from a post we put up in the one extraordinary marriage page on Facebook this past weekend. Um, yesterday, my dad, um, who I love dearly and you can learn a lot about him. We're going to talk a lot about him here today. He passed away from cancer and, uh, you know, it's one of those things you deal with and you, many of us deal with, as Elisa would say, we're in those adulting years where we're stacked in between our aging parents and our growing kids. And yet we had the privilege of being with him. Um, and where those words of advice came from, uh, on his last day or day before Mm -hmm. it was on Saturday. So we're going to talk about this a lot today, but I want to let you guys know that, uh, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough couple of weeks actually. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's life. It's what we go through and we're going to grow from it and we're going to share it with you guys because the one family is dear to our hearts. And what we go through, and sometimes it takes us a little while to get to it because we're still trying to figure it out. And this is one of those areas of life where, um, yeah, there's a lot to still figure out. There's a lot to still go on. And yet when my dad spoke those words to me in this weekend where he said, I had plenty of chances to cheat and I'm just sort of shaking my head. Well, when he started with son, don't cheat. And I'm thinking, why, why do we even need to give this piece of advice? Like, really? (laughs) Really? Yeah, we don't need to even go there. And yet when he goes, why would I go out for a hamburger when I have a steak at home? It hit me. After 45 years of marriage, Mm. this man was, he he cherished cherished my mom. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, I believe he continues to just cherish her and love her. One of the hardest things I think for my dad was to leave this earth and go to heaven was leaving my mom behind. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet when he said these words again, Elise and I both were just like, oh my gosh, that's it. Um, that's what we need to talk about today. And so this, this episode is in honor of my dad mm-hmm. who, you know, he, he raised me to who I am and, and um, I'm just honored to be a son and the legacy that he left. And I continue to get to, to leave to my kids and to those around me. So uh, this is in honor of you, Dad. We love you, and we thank you. And as you guys heard Tony say there, um, you know, we are recording this just a mere 36 hours after Tony's dad died. And, and you know, when his dad shared, I'm like, well, here we are, we're sitting on the couch where he's laying. Um, and, you know, he, he like, it didn't have a real strong voice at the end. And, but he's like, you know, I just, I got to tell you something. And he starts off with this son, don't cheat. And I'm thinking, all right, where are you going with this one? And, and you know, honestly, this is the first time that we've ever had a quote to open the show that's been attributed to any of our family. And, and we wanted, we wanted to share this because in that moment when he's, when he's sharing it and all that we saw over the last few days and weeks, um, it was really a testament about how to do life and how to do marriage. And, you know, Tony's parents, uh, and actually both of our parents got married within two months of each other in 1972. Right. And that part of that legacy is just the way these guys have done marriage. And, you know, they've, Tony's parents have weathered all kinds of storms over the years. I mean, Mm -hmm. 45 years 
you're going to go through some ups and downs. You're going to have, you know, good times and bad times financially, relationally, and, you know, most recently medically. Yeah. Right. I remember a time in our, in our lives as growing up as a kid that every day of the week had its own meal. Oh yes. I and about this. yes. I mean, we'd had macaroni and cheese on one day. We'd have tacos on another day. We'd have pasta on another day. Just being good Italians. We actually had pasta, I think two days a week. Well, cause you got to have it on Sunday at noon. And, and then we'd have it on Wednesdays. And the reason why I came to find out years and years later was my, my dad was in the construction business, plumber by trade and general contractor. Well, the, the economy had taken a downturn and there wasn't much going on. Interest rates had been rising. Um, which stalled the the housing market. And the reason we ate those meals, which were fairly cheap at the time, and even in today's standard are, are cheaper meals to make and they can go a long way, was because my parents financially were strapped and they were doing everything they could to just keep a roof over our head and keep food on our plates. And, and come to find out many years later, um, my mom was like, man, we had our last $100 in the, in the, in the accounts. And lo and behold, you know, things started to turn, things started to come around. So 45 years, things are going to happen in 20 years of our marriage. And you guys have been listening for, for those of you who've been listening. I mean, we've been sharing our marriage for over seven and a half years. Things happen. Mm -hmm. This is another, this is something else that hits us in our marriage and, and how we will proceed and move forward and, and grow from it. Um, is part of life. And the medical challenge, I think some of you, have, if you've been listening for a while, you know, um, the medical challenge that we faced as a family was that dad had lung cancer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to say it, cancer sucks. It does. It, it absolutely does. But, you know, I realized as I was preparing for the show that there is a huge gift in a cancer diagnosis. And some of you are probably just been like, what in the heck are you talking about, Elisa? And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that dad got his cancer diagnosis two years ago. And in, in those two years, it, it is two years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Tony's doing the math right here in the head. Yeah. Um, the gift that came out of it was that there was an awareness that his days were numbered, right? We kept getting these numbers, like it's going to be, you know, this many months or it's going to be this long. And so all of a sudden your perspective shifts, mm -hmm. right? When you're thinking about there is a finite number, we all have a finite number of days, but when you get a diagnosis and some doctor chooses to share with you that there's six months or a year or whatever, then all of a sudden you're like, oh. My days look a little different. And I want to say, though, too, as believers, we were praying for a miracle to happen. Mm -hmm. We never stopped praying that a miracle would happen when he went through chemo and radiation, then chemo even the second time. So our faith grew and was stretched during this, this time, for sure. The other gifts that we saw were that, you know, you need to make sure that the things that you need to say are said. Right. You know, all over the last two years, but especially in the last couple of months, dad was making sure that he was saying what needed to be said. That's how this whole comment came up. And it was also the opportunity to put yourself in a place where you can deeply love and be loved deeply. And, it, you know, it was all of this where, you know, we started seeing just in the last few weeks because um, we were up there a few weeks ago and, and just as you know, dad's talking about things, just all of this like wisdom that he was like, you know what? I got to get this out mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like I got stuff that I got to do. I got business that I need to take care of. Right. And you know, a lot of you um, that have been around for a long time, or you've heard Tony reference uh, episode six, which is the power of prayer. Uh, this was the f episode six, which guys, that was like almost seven and a half years ago. Right. I mean, episode mm -hmm. six, um, Tony shared 
Oh, I, actually, I want you to share. Can you? Are you mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in that, in that episode, my dad grew up, he immigrated to this country from Italy. And, uh, you know, he didn't have a father figure around him. So he, he wasn't the best man when it came to showing emotions or anything. Really, those were, those were things that you pushed aside because to survive in his world, in his life, that's what you did. And so growing up, I never heard him say, I love you. And I remember one day in prayer, God speaking directly to me saying, you need to speak to your dad and tell him that you love him. And at that point in time, he and I had had some good conversations starting to happen in our lives. We would make sure to, to touch base two to three times a week and just talk to each other. And it wasn't anything crazy. It, we, would, we would really just catch up on each other's day and, and encourage each other in that regard. And sometimes it was only about the weather, whatever it was. <laughs> but God spoke to me. And I'm going to put the, because I'm going to paraphrase this, but I'll put the, the uh, link to this, this show in the show notes. Um, said, you know what, every time you get off the phone, tell your dad you love him. Tell him, say, I love you, dad. And it's one of those things that I will never regret doing, even as hard as it was to do that, because I had never heard those words come out of his mouth. And yet I didn't know why I had to start it. Why did I need to say those words first? And so through time, and, and overcoming my own self and, and my own fears and my own walls that I had set up, I began to say at the end of every call, I love you, Dad. And many a times he, he would just say, have a good day, Tone, and hang up the phone. And we keep doing that. And eventually one day we got to a point where I we were about to finish. And I said, hey, I love you, Dad. And so quick and, and in a flash of an eye, I mean – of a blink of an eye, I mean, he just said, I love you, Tony, and hung up the phone. And that began massive restoration in our lives mm-hmm. to where hugging my dad yesterday and seeing him take his last breath, you get to realize that those moments when fear may be great, you realize why we step through it mm-hmm. because it's moments like that where I get to see him and I said it day and time and time again. I love you, Dad. Even when I knew he wasn't moving or couldn't really know what was going on, I, I continued to tell him that. And so it, it's powerful. And, and, and listen to that show because there's a lot more to that than what I, the little snippet I gave you here. Well, and, and the ability to say I love you and to watch that happen over, um, over an individual's dying days, specifically Dad's dying days, is that you know, these aren't words that were tossed casually around. Right. I mean, it, right. it took a long time for dad to even, you know, like all those years that Tony was working on his dad. Right. And just putting it out there and putting it out there. And then to get to a point over the last few years where dad would say, I love you to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. love you, Lisa. You know, love you. Like he he'd did. try and get Alex to say, I love you. And, you know, Alex is our man of few words in this house. And and, you know, all of these types of things. And yet you could see that there was a shift happening over the years as he was just getting more comfortable being able to express it. And in those final days and, and, and especially the final hours, this idea of of love and expressing love mm-hmm. and it was so important to dad um that those words i love you really linger on his wife on mom because he that's his like his heart was breaking mm-hmm. at the idea of leaving her like it, I, it was great the priest comes and you know does last rites and and he you know the priest starts to talk to dad about being fearful and anxious and dad's like dude, dude basically back up i'm not afraid or anxious about dying and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He totally wasn't. His only concern came for how mom would be. Mm-hmm. 
right? That he was leaving the great love of his life. And so we've got to operate out of this place where I love you isn't just something we toss around because it's convenient or isn't just something we're like, oh, you know what? Let me just slap a bandaid on it and say, I love you. Let me actually like like deeply express this to you because this is truly how I feel. And, and to watch the two of them have that type of love in marriage, we're going to talk a little bit about what that actually looked like towards the end. But, but, you know, you have this idea that these words are so powerful. And then, you know, like we've been talking about this whole hamburger and the steak idea. Okay. So I married, I, I, I'm from a, a big Puerto Rican family and I married into a big Italian family. So food is kind of a central thing. It's actually like those of you that are familiar with the five love languages, food is actually the sixth love language to an Italian, right? Because if, if there's I any, think to many of us, there should be that sixth one, the, the food. The food, you yeah. know, because it, no, matter what the, no matter what the problem, no matter what's going on, we need to be hospitable and food will fix everything. I mean, even on the night before he died, dad, the hospice nurse was in and dad's talking to her and he was like, what can I, what can we get you? He's in a hospital bed folks. At the home. We, we had in-home hospice and at the home. And, he, and he's like getting ready to send mom into the kitchen, probably to bake or something, right? Like get her something. You should give it, get get her something. Right. Right. And so you know, that we was, all laughed. That we was really his love language. But so he's sharing this line uh, this, this statement about hamburger and steak and about, you know, the fact that over 45 years, because he was in construction and would often go on job sites and, and be traveling and things, he never, he never wanted what was cheap, what was convenient, mm-hmm. right? That's hamburger, right? It's convenient. You go through every fast food restaurant in America and there's hamburger, right? He wanted, he wanted mom, right? It, it was so important to him that he would, he would hold on for his steak, right? And this was a man that loved steak. So like, let me this was no small comparison here, but you know, I've, I had the opportunity and the privilege to watch my in-laws do marriage for the last 23 years. And, you know, it was, it was a very, very special love that I got to witness. It wasn't, you know, here was a man who honestly believed that his wife was the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. And he would always give us little insights in, in the advice wasn't so much in words, but in actions. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I learned from my dad. Mo- most of the time, words are powerful and they have a lot of power. And yet his, his actions, for a man who, who didn't speak a lot, he could turn my mom on just by doing the things that he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it would do them. And so for those of, those of you who are a few words... That's okay. It's truly okay. You can take those action steps, though. You can do the things to show your love and let your spouse know that, though, as well, because sometimes they don't, they may want you to be talking and you're not a talker. And yet you can show those actions like my dad did for many, many years, even through retirement. I mean, he would cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My goodness. She he wouldn't had talk. It made. Oh he wouldn't gosh. cook. He wouldn't talk much, but man, he could cook lunch, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner for mom. And she was happy as all get out. Theirs was really a, you know, we've talked about it before on the show, really a servant hearted love, mm-hmm. right? I never, I never heard her complain. I never, you know, any of this type of stuff where it's like, uh, you know, your father-in-law, your dad, you know, whatever. It was never that it was, no. it was like, I need to take care of this. And he would just, you know, if it was something that he needed to do, he would just do it right. There wasn't, and that's not to say they didn't have their nagging moments. Like, can I be really clear? Not a single one of us have a perfect marriage. Right. Not a single one of us, you know, I mean, 45 years, you're going to have your moments. Uh, you are. You are. You're going to. But their focus on being intentional 
uh, was so powerful, right? You know, it's like Tony talks about, like, I don't think after dad retired that mom cooked a meal that she didn't want to, Mm-mm. right? Like if she, if she was in the kitchen, it's because she actually wanted to be there. But, you know, it was this whole, this whole idea of taking care of what you have in your home, right? If that's where the steak is, then you make sure that it's nurtured and it's cared for and that, that it knows it's the best. You don't go looking out for what else is out there. And that was really, you know, in those last you know couple of weeks, that was really the message from dad. Right. right? And this goes back to something we've talked on a lot about. The grass is greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. So you got that choice and he had that choice as well. And he chose to water the garden, the grass that was going to be the most fruitful for him. And that was the steak at home. Mom. Yeah. Mom. And, you know, the idea of being intentional isn't just something for your end of years, right? It's not just something that when you're like, oh my gosh, I got that cancer diagnosis or the doctor says this is all I've got left. Now I better start being intentional. It's something that you need to start doing now. Now. I don't care where you are in your marriage. Start now. And you know, one of the ways to become intentional about all areas of your marriage, right? Not just about, you know, saying I love you or not just about, you know, like let me water my grass at home. It's about all areas of intimacies is to become a member of the position of the month club. Check it out at position of the month because each month guys, you're going to get different resources that are going to impact every single one of the intimacies. This isn't a one, like, you know, just a, a one directional thing where it's, you know, it's all about sex or it's all about finances. It's, it's all about everything to really transform your marriages to help you have the extraordinary marriage that you desire. So check it out at position of the month club.com. And, you know, as we're, we're coming to the end of the show, I know, you know, when you hear about somebody dying or, you know, you read it on Facebook or whatever, there's, you know, there's that whole idea of I better, I better hug my, my loved ones a little closer, right? You know, we ought to, you know, squeeze them and, and yes, please don't miss out on the physical opportunities. If you're listening to the show and you're like, wow, you know, that's, that's been quite a journey and I'm so glad I'm married to the one I'm married. Tonight when you see them or when you're done listening to the show and they're in the other room, go give them a hug. Please, please don't miss out on any opportunity to have physical connection with your spouse because I will tell you, I watched in his last moments, Tony and I had the privilege of being there um, as he was dying at five o'clock in the morning and, and he, dad had this literally like, like a tractor beam on mom's eyes. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to talk about like yeah. eyes locked. I mean, they were like staring. And I had this moment just as I've been thinking about him and, and that moment of, it was like he was memorizing every little bit of her mm-hmm. just to hold her face in his memory and to, and to let her know when he couldn't actually say the words there and all we're doing is telling him how much he was loved to just convey that love and that connection that they had. Cause you know, I think about our wedding vows and we actually said, as part of our wedding vows, as long as life shall last. And this was the first opportunity that I think for either one of us, that we've had the opportunity to see what that looks like in action. To the end. Because as long as life Mm -hmm. lasted in him, you could see the love. And that's, that's what you and I need to create in our marriages. Mm -hmm. Guys, we need to create an environment where, you know, this week, just take, take what you're doing, take it up a notch right? Decide that this week you're going to do one thing to make your marriage moving towards extraordinary, you know, serve your spouse without complaining. Choose to not complain if somebody says, Hey, can you, you know, pick up a dish for me? Or can you, you know, take the trash out? Or can you, uh, whatever it is, just say yes. Just do it. I mean, just get up off your butt and go make it happen. I mean, we, we take for granted, 
that person that we said I do to so often and so readily that I can raise my hand again. You know, when we come behind these mics, this isn't from a place of like, Hey, I'm, I'm perfect. And I, and I do this all great. Or Lisa does. No, we, we do it from a place of true transparency of, Hey, we mess up on that sometimes too, in our day-to-day lives and running around. And especially in this season of our lives, folks, there's so much going on and there's so many things that have hit us in the last two months that, Honestly, man, I'm I'm just waiting for a nice long vacation to to just relax a little bit because everything that's hit us that, you know, we even have to go, okay, just do it without complaining. Do it without a, a well bud or a soon or no, just get up, Tony, get up and just make it happen and serve your beautiful wife. Mm. You know, the other thing that you need to do is you need to nurture your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever, whatever that looks like, wherever, whatever areas you're thinking about, you're like, hey, you know what? I've been a little, I've been a little lazy. Maybe I've been letting that one slide. You know, this week, get back in the game. Right. This week, decide that you're not going to settle for going out and looking for hamburger, that you're going to stay home and have steak. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're going to do those things that make you want to come home. Cause here's the thing. A lot of times when, when we're talking about going outside of our marriage or staying in that there's stuff that we can do and, and you and I need to start doing that. Be in the moment. Yes. Be in the moment. And, and I'm going to share this story because it's dad's taking his last breath and it's a little stressful. It's 5 AM. Uh, Nobody's r- been sleeping. R- r- yeah. I mean, throughout the night we'd been up many a times, um, all three of us, my mom, Elisa and myself. And, it's coming down to the end and, um, you know, my mom is a little frantic, um, call calling the 24 hour hospice nurse and, you know, trying to make everything right, trying to get it. So he, he doesn't pass. I, I think that's, what's going through her mind is the only thing I could, could think of. And at, at that moment, and I, I just remember just holding my dad. Um, and I just, she was talking and, and I, and I looked at her and I'm like, mom, get off the phone and spend these last moments with dad. And she hands me the phone and the nurse is there. And I'm like, he's going to pass soon. Goodbye. My mom is very friendly and she would never do that. And so I had to step in and, and, and do that for her. But it's that moment. And like Elisa said, it, she gave it to you from dad's side. But I was on the other side looking at my mom, looking into his eyes and taking him in just as he was taking her in. And so those moments, guys they're impactful and we don't want you to sit at the end of your days of your marriage looking at them going, I wish I would have had more of these because at that point you don't get more of these, but today you do today. You have that option to put down your phone and get more of these today. You have the option to put down the book you're reading and just get more of these today. You have the option to say, you know what? Enough work right now or enough social media right now. Or whatever it is, because right now I get more of these. Mm-hmm. I get these moments, whatever it may be. It may be going on a vacation. It may be going on a date together. It may be taking a walk together. Whatever those moments are for you guys, take them in and cherish them. Enjoy them because, uh, believe me, it, it's going to go like that. We're each going to just go like that, and we're going to turn around going, I wish I would have had more, and we don't want you to say, I wish I had more. We're going to say we lived a full life and I went sliding into home knowing that together we did something so extraordinary 
that it's going to leave a legacy for those behind us. Guys, this is um, probably the hardest show that collectively we've had to record. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope, I don't hope, Mm-mm. I know that the man that I am married to is definitely his father's son. And I am so honored um, that I had the privilege to be there at dad's last moments. A- and in that, if you take nothing else away from this show, please love each other deeply. Please don't think that there's always tomorrow. Choose to love your spouse like today is the day. Because at the end, honestly, it doesn't matter how much dad did in construction over the years. It doesn't matter what cars they owned. It doesn't matter any of that. What matters and what I will always treasure is the last look that I saw between a husband and a wife. And I pray for that look for each and every one of you. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is a heavy show. And I want to end it with this, is that through every season of life, the loss of a, of a loved one, the loss of your own spouse, whatever it may be, we have these opportunities in our marriages to serve our spouse, nurture this marriage that we have. We can be in the moment and more importantly, importantly, we can love them deeply through our words that we speak, through the actions that we do. It's just that, are we willing to do it? And I will tell you that this time in our lives, we're going to be doing that more and more for us because we know that being 20 years married and hopefully 40 more to go, we want to cherish them all. We want to be in them all. And we just pray that for you guys, you are taking the opportunities you have in your marriage to do the same. We love you guys. We thank you. We truly are blessed to have such an amazing one family that we can come behind these mics and be truthful, honest, and open through the good times and the difficult times. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. Bye.